0: Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by.
0: I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Welcome to the podcast indeed. How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh I'm very tired, I'm very busy. I feel like I'm the busiest man in the UK at the moment, but it's all right. Just yeah, but I feel that you're also in a position for taking the uh the title for busiest man in the UK, aren't
1: you? Yes. Work both uh suffering from work, put it that way. <laughs> um so you're you're recording from a bit of a different location today is that correct
0: yes i'm in a hotel uh today i'm uh, as i told you when we picked up the phone i'm sat at a little table uh in my pants in a hotel uh (laughs) recording an episode of the podcast so um and i I forgot my my headphones as well so uh
1: at least you've got your pants
0: at least i've got my pants that's the main thing isn't it if i didn't have my pants where
1: would i be well that would be a very weird conversation i'd
0: be in prison wouldn't I? That's
1: right. Right, yeah, okay. So, today, we are here to discuss number 93 on the Metacritic Top 100 list. Number 93 is Unreal Tournament 2004, with a score of 93. Now, this was released, unsurprisingly, in the year 2004. I'm very surprised um, by that. Yes, Mm, um, on the PC. As always, let's jump straight in. Um, Do you have any history with this game?
0: No, I think um, I think it was in the Madden episode, our last episode. I, I said my only experience with um, the Unreal Tournament games is watching a video um, on YouTube that went viral about 15 years ago of a, a German kid having an absolute meltdown at his uh, computer when things weren't going his way. But other than that, zero experience. What about you?
1: Um, nothing with Unreal Tournament Tournament 2004, but I have played... Unreal Tournament 3 for the PS3. Um, Which I've heard I wasn't very good.
0: To,
1: it was, It was all. I mean, it was all right. It, I, I'm not amazing. Um, it was okay for what it was. It was during the famous PS3 drought. And I was buying up everything I could on the PS3. And it had good graphics. Obviously, it was running on Unreal Engine. And I thought, okay, it looks nice. I'll give it a go. And it's uh, very much deathmatch gameplay with a bit more of a story, um, but I don't think it achieved the heights that some people would say that Unreal Tournament two thousand and four achieved. Mm. Um, so Unreal Tournament two thousand and four is an arena shooter. Um, do you have any experience playing arena shooters before?
0: Yeah, I mean we, we've played uh, we've played Quake, haven't we? Yes. Um, for the podcast and. I've played a bit of Doom in the past, like the original Doom and um and Duke Nukem as well, which isn't quite uh an arena FPS, but it's kind of the same vibe. I think we discussed it when we did the Quake episode of, you know, that period in gaming in the um in the mid to late 90s was the, the the kind of the golden age of the arena FPS, and then obviously this game came out a few years later. Um, but fun fun little story for you because um. My head has been firmly up my ass for the past two rectum. weeks, at my rectum. Yeah, there you go. Um, I completely didn't realise that we're playing Unreal Tournament 2004. So initially, I I bought and I started playing Unreal Tournament from 1999. Um, oh really? Yeah, but then <laughs> then I realised. How realized, did you not tell me that? <laughs> to, to, to be fair, we've we've we haven't really talked about this game at all, have we? No, um, not much. No, but I, to, to be honest, I I, I was like oh. I put about an hour into it, and I was like, "Oh no, this is the wrong game." Good job. Um, and then I rectified the issue by taking my head out of my rectum, um, <laughs> getting a grasp on reality again, and realizing that I needed to play the game that came out uh, five years after that.
1: Um, so the game that's actually on the list, yes, correct. Rather than not one that random. is
0: not on uh, the list, quite. Um, so yeah, I've got a, I can compare a little bit, which is
1: uh, yeah, that's interesting. Didn't know that. <laughs> Sort of fun talking point um yeah I think um a good place to start would be a very basic definition of what an arena shooter is for those uh for the uninitiated um basically it's a shooter in an game. arena it can be yeah it can be first or third person um it typically has very fast paced gameplay um within an enclosed setting hence the arena part um So, something like Battlefield nowadays would not be an arena shooter because it has large, expansive, open multiplayer areas. Um, And you don't really get arena shooters as such anymore, which we're going to get onto a bit later on. Um, Okay, I I, I briefly want to touch on my own history with arena shooters, which goes back surprisingly to maybe the 90s um so um yes we had Turok Rage Wars um in the 90s and that is an arena shooter and a very fun arena shooter actually and I always had a lot of fun with it and you could play co-op and go through the stages and it did have this um sort of story mode um and yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. So that was that was uh, my introduction to Arena Shooters. And I've played a couple of them since then, but there aren't that many to speak of. But
0: no, it is nice kind to... of um, a dead genre now, really, isn't it, to some extent? You've got remakes of, you know, uh, Castlevania and Doom, but they're not the same as they used
1: to be. Yes, and we're going to come on to that later. So um, I'm glad you said that. Um, okay. Do you want to give the plot in about seven seconds?
0: Yeah, it's a tournament and it's unreal and you create a little man and you create a team and you've got to get through different rounds to get to the final to win the Unreal Tournament and that's, that's the story.
1: Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the backstory is that there was a war many, many years ago and in order to... It's either to decrease the population or to, to, to get rid of people's anger and frustration. It's very
0: Hunger Games-esque to some extent.
1: Yeah, they start this tournament and the tournament within that is is a sanctioned tournament and you kill each other. uh, And the winner is the winner.
0: (laughs) May the odds be ever (laughs) in your favour.
1: And uh, Unreal Tournament 2004 features... um, It's one of those Tekken-esque games which features characters from previous games that have won and um, are now battling for the title of champion of Unreal Tournament. So yeah, it's... it's, um, not very story heavy. How how would can you describe how the story is told for people? Well, I mean,
0: you, you've got the single player, which it, it it's effectively rounds, isn't it? And the, the opening cutscene it kind of introduces you to to a lot of the the different player characters. But you you start off with your your main character, and then as you progress through levels, you, you make it through different rounds and kill off teams until you get right to the end. Uh, I I didn't reach the end. So I haven't seen the um the, the kind Me of the, fi- the final cutscene, but it but it's effectively um a knockout tournament, but the knockout is death. Um, but obviously you've got other um, game modes in there as well, like instant action um, and multiplayer being the big element of this game. But yeah, it, I, I don't really know what to say about the story because it is just effectively uh onto onto the next round kind of game, you know.
1: Yeah, so the, there are um, sort of, my my brain has gone gone dead. So as as you have with a tournament, there are level stages. And the first one, you're on your own. And then the second one, you're building a your team. The third one, you're knocking out other teams. and You earn money, don't you, I as did, you go through? Yeah, you earn money and you can spend the money on your teammates to heal them. And it also costs money to um, register for these tournaments. And you can do wages and stuff like that. So there's some nice stuff in there. And one of the things I did like was that there are um, over a 100 levels in this game, which is mad. Um, So over a 100 maps. And for each map, there's sort of a description as to what that map is. With some backstory as to why it is the way it is. So one of them, for example, might say... Oh, after years of explosions and, and that, it's, the, the map has become poorly down into... Yeah, so it's it's just a bit of backstory to add to the world of Unreal Tournament. And I will say that I, th- I think the world of Unreal Tournament is quite an interesting world. I agree. Um, I feel like it would have been interesting to see more outside of the actual tournament what was going on in this world. Um, it's always nice when developers are painting a picture for you and you just want to see what's beyond. Um, okay. So, I think with this game, more than many games on our on our list, um, this next section is going to be relevant, which is our ever-present section, Gameplay is King. So, is Unreal Tournament 2004 fun to play? Yeah,
0: it was more fun than I thought it would be. Um, I, I don't think you and me put in a massive amount of time on this game. I think we played a few hours each, really, didn't we? Um, yeah, a good few hours. but yeah.
1: you'd need. I think you need. I think twenty odd hours to complete this game is what I read.
0: Yeah, so it's it, it was more fun than I anticipated because I I don't really get on with this kind of game. I struggled with Quake, not because it's bad, just because it wasn't really my kind of thing. Which I say about Are a lot of games that, that we played. you play.
1: hate Quake, Quack, and that you think. Anyone that likes Quake should. Will you will you stop trying to get me cancelled, please? I don't need that. <laughs> this
0: isn't what I need. No, I I didn't dislike Quake, but it isn't my kind of thing. So, and I feel I say that about a lot of games on this list, which shows how closed off I truly am. But I I found Unreal Tournament a bit more fun. It might be because the game is a bit more modern than the, the Quake that we played. Um. So obviously there are there are elements to it that are that have aged better and i mean this is still a game that people are playing today so despite me saying i think it's fun it obviously has some longevity because it's it's something that people still play it's something that people mod people host servers for it it is still a massive game which i think is it's quite a big deal to be honest with you because there aren't very many games from 2004 that particularly that you can still play online you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah what 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 do you reckon yeah. I think it's fun, and I think part of that is because it's very, very simple to play. I mean, um, I'm not a big PC player, but it's the old school um, WASD to move your character and then using the mouse to aim and then spacebar to jump and left click to shoot, right click to do secondary fire. It's so simple, Um, but those controls... I'm not sure how much PC gaming controls have changed but I don't think they've changed that much and this is a very good example of why they haven't changed because they the don't need to really well. Yeah. Yeah, just very simple and I'm not like I said I'm not a PC player but I understand that using a mouse is more precise than using an analog stick. Oh yeah, massively. And and I felt that playing this game um it was just very very quick and punchy and you can sort of understand why this game never made it to consoles because the competitive aspect of multiplayer i don't know how well it would have worked it probably would have worked but um, in yeah in a different they didn't do it. different way yeah so it's an interesting one and i do think it's fun i think it's very fast paced i think one of the key things that makes it fun which leads to the next question is um, the the number of weapons the variety of weapons on offer here um did you have a favourite weapon that you used?
0: Minigun, probably. Um, I used the sniper a bit, and I can't remember the name of it. The, the gun that shot those like green rays. Um,
1: yeah, um, I can't. Is it the name link either. something?
0: I can't remember the name of it, but that that was fun. But primarily the minigun. You can never go wrong with a minigun. The blob gun. The blobber, <laughs> Mr. Blobby. Um, but no, primarily the right, UK listeners, yeah, for for UK listeners. For Americans, don't Google what Mister Blobby is. It's horrifying, and I'm amazed that I've grown as be a somewhat normal person after having Mister Blobby in my childhood. But <laughs> yeah, primarily the minigun. I think. Well, where, where do you stand on it? What do you? What do? You, what would you? I say is you like the
1: as well. Actually, I'm, I'm a big fan of the minigun. I was always. This game does a thing where, and I'm sure you can change this, but I didn't. Where if you get a more powerful weapon, it. it um, replaces it with your current weapon, but I, I was always wanting to use the minigun, and then it would always replace it annoyingly. And and I, I wouldn't say that I mastered changing weapons, which yeah. is probably something that I should have done. Um, we're both so yeah, we're, I we're like, both highly
0: qualified to talk about PC gaming,
1: aren't we? Yeah, um, we're heathens. Uh, yeah, so I like the minigun, and I like the sniper rifle as well. It's very very satisfying mm. to get a headshot. Yeah, and There's also the lightning gun, which was kind of like a sniper as well. Um, One of the guns that I was reading about was the, I think it's called the shotgun. And there's like um, a thing where you use the secondary fire to fire out an orb. And then you use the primary fire to shoot the orb. And it's really devastating and can kill anyone in the area. So that's one that that players of this game are big fans of. Um, I like the weapons, I think. It's a good array of weapons. They've got good secondary fire, primary fire, and good weapons. And sometimes when games try to have different weapons, try to change it up from the usual, it just doesn't really work. And it's just always alien weaponry. And it just. Like Halo. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like, oh, this is the equivalent of a machine gun. This is the equivalent of a sniper rifle. Yeah. But here, it's a bit different. And I appreciated that. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk about with the gameplay. This game uses, um, I'm sure you realised, ragdoll physics. Yep. So when you kill someone, um, they, they may flail back. And uh, yeah, so basically they're impacted by your weapon. And then the physics, the body reacts to the physics. And that's always quite fun to see. And this this game is also quite gory and um there is dismemberment and all sorts of stuff and it's very satisfying that the combination of the weapons um the kickback with the weapons and just the hit detection with the weapons and the physics and the gore really comes together to get to create some very satisfying um kills for want of a better phrase um and in one of the levels i don't know if you got to it there's um, zero gravity. Yes. And that was very, very cool. So there's these f- like three towers and you're doing these long zero gravity jumps between them. And yeah, it's just one of those games. We, t- we talk about gameplay as king. Here, I think gameplay is king in this game. It's all about the game. Yeah, 100%. Everything else is yeah, secondary, isn't gameplay. it? Yeah. Um, okay. On to... Let's talk about the audio. Um, did anything strike you about the
0: audio? Uh, audio, I think for me, was the best element of it. I really like the music in this game. I love the music. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. It, it really gets you in the mood for the kind of game that it is. It's very heavy, but at the same time, it felt a little bit techno as well, which yeah. was quite a nice mix. And I think it married itself very well to the kind of gameplay that this has and the, the maps that you're in. Um, yeah, for me, that the the soundtrack and the music was the best element of it by far, I think.
1: Yeah, it had some really old school kind of um, '90s, 2000s music that you got in games, and it's got like the heavy metal that you get in things like Doom when things are ramping yeah. up. but it's also got a bit of a techno, um, yeah, like you say, techno sci-fi vibe to it, and it works really well yeah, for what the game is. Yeah, very good soundtrack. Compliments, and, it's, I'd say. Yeah, and and the videos that I watched about this game because we we always watch a few videos to kind of back up what we're saying, not back up, but get, I suppose, a wider picture of the game that we're playing. yeah. And they all mention the soundtrack as well. So it's a very well-received soundtrack. Um What about the visuals? I mean, to be fair, the visuals don't look too bad
0: compared to, not compared to today's graphics, but it's still something that you can easily go back to. Um, I mean, particularly if you've got like a high-end uh, gaming rig as well, I think that you could probably put some mods in to make this game look really, really pretty still. It, yeah, it doesn't really look great. bad for what it is, um, and for you know other games that came out in two thousand and four. We mentioned two thousand and four a lot because some massive games came out that year, some of which still look fantastic, some of which don't so much. Like you compare, such as well, I don't think Grand Theft Auto San Andreas looks particularly amazing for its age. Um, yeah, it doesn't and particularly the, uh, the 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 legend what what's it called the the, the trilogy that came out in uh, November the. I can't remember what Rockstar called it, but the the, the something oh, trilogy.
1: yeah, the um, <laughs> definitive trilo- I don't the know
0: I trilogy. I The crap trilogy. I think is uh, yeah, is what it's it called. Name, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, compared to some games that that year, it, it stands. It stands apart from it. It still looks good today, and that's you know Although almost will, twenty years on. Just,
1: I just want to name a couple of games that also came out the same year: Halo Two, and Half Life Two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so
0: <sighs> yeah, I
1: think those two games put it into perspective a bit. I don't think it's the prettiest game. No,
0: no, no, definitely not.
1: And I think it looks a bit murky and muddy at times, but it's certainly not ugly.
0: No, it it, it still it still
1: stands up in
0: twenty twenty two. It does which do is the year that, that we are in.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, on to our question of the week. Um. We, we kind of referenced this a bit earlier, but why do you think arena shooters died out?
0: Because... I think because game development came so far along that they were able to create areas, you know, larger areas like with Halo or with... Um, you look forward a little bit further to games like Destiny or Battlefield. Um, arena shooters were... I really like them. I think they're very much a, a a a product of their time, or as Jack Nicholson would say, a product of their own environment. Um, but I think that game development moved on to a point where they weren't required anymore because they were they wanted to move up to bigger bigger maps and, and stuff like that. So I think that's probably the main reason. You still find some these days, but they primarily indie games. I think really. Uh, I don't know what yeah. your thoughts on that are, but I think it's from a development point of view that they just got grander scope.
1: I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head from a larger publisher perspective, which is that the reason we had arena shooters, the reason we had these enclosed settings was because that was what technology for the time could run. And to have this fast-paced gameplay, um, these levels that kind of, weave into themselves and this is the kind of game where you never stop moving you're always running round and round because it all feeds into each other and I love that design um and the only time you might stop is to get a better aim on someone and yeah I think it's a shame really because I do think they have their place and definitely and I I did I said to you and and I stand by this if this was not on PC, if it was on a console, if I could just play it in my living room whilst sitting on a sofa, which of course I can do with my laptop. Yeah. But it always setting up always feels like a bit more of a chore. Yeah, I agree. Um If I could do that, if I could play it on Switch or something, or I don't know, my, my Series X, I think I would have um put a lot more time into this because I enjoyed it and it's just very fast placed fast paced sort of arcadey thrilling action so it is a bit of a shame and then there are elements of arena shooter in um, in the new Doom games Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal but um, they're not quite arena shooters Um, so it is a bit of a shame and I find it interesting we've covered quite a lot of different types of shooters on the list maybe at some point towards the end of the list we can have a conversation about Putting um, them the different against types each other shooter. Yeah. Um I'm a I've always said I'm a big fan of of the um the sort of golden eye um juggling shooter. I uh, I don't think there's an official name for that, but the way that you, you shoot people and then they get staggered in animation yeah. and then you then you switch to someone else and you do the same. Um yeah, I I just find it interesting that there are so many different types of shooter and so many different types of first person shooter and it would be interesting to pit them against each other and to say what our favourite is and to look at where the shooter genre, which path it took. Yes. And I, I think off the top of my head, it took the Half-Life 2 route where it was a very set-piece heavy game mm. and that's what shooters became. Yes. Um, but this is very much the opposite of that. Um, And... The other aspect is do you think there is an appetite for arena shooters yeah. in twenty twenty two? You
0: you've still got people playing Unreal Tournament two thousand and four online. Uh, you know, hosting servers and still playing with their friends or playing with randoms or playing with bots. There's definitely a hunger for it. Whether or not that hunger is big enough for a company to think it was financially viable for them to do is a different thing. Because obviously video games are now business. Well, they've always been a business, but you know, it's more focused on the money. Um, so whether it's financially viable or not I don't know but I think there's definitely there's a fan base there and and enough people still play these games for them to want that I think, it just depends if there are enough of them for it to be financially viable for the companies that make these games
1: And Final question then, this was not planned this is kind of off the cuff and it's always nice when we um, get to do this and things arise that you don't expect, so if we were to get an arena shooter in 2022. Mm. What do you think it would look like? Not not graphically, but in terms of the way it plays and
0: I don't know. I think it would be an FPS. Because I, I mean to be fair, actually no. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I was about to say you've got um Call of Duty Warzone. Um but that's a that's a battle royale. Last Man Standing but there is an element in there called The Gulag and I think you could probably put that up as somewhat of an arena but it is only short between lives so I don't know but I don't particularly know what it would look like I think it would be sci-fi-ish and maybe with a kind of vibe of Destiny or something like that perhaps I'm not sure Um
1: and what, what changes do you think they'd have to make to bring it to a 2022 audience
0: not many like very few I think because the the, the, the concept still works and it works well i don't think you'd really it's effectively you're making a game like pubg or fortnite or call of duty warzone but just on a much smaller scale um it's yeah I, I don't think they'd need to make many changes from you know 10 20 years ago for it to be successful i think it would be a nice nostalgia hit for people i think the people that did enjoy those games who are now older would go back and enjoy them because those are the games that they spent a lot of time on back yonder.
1: Yeah, I think from a g- gameplay perspective I completely agree with you. I think the only thing we might see is a more f- fleshed out um campaign mode.
0: Oh yeah, 100% 100%. It. Or it would either be a more fleshed out campaign mode or there wouldn't be a campaign mode at all.
1: Yeah. It's like um with fighting games these days, what what used to pass in a fighting game now you've got to have cutscenes and um progression in that way in a fighting game and I think I think that may creep him and I'm not against that. I think like I said, if they were able to kind of expand this world, um, which is a very, very intriguing world, yeah. I'd be all in on that.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'd be interested. I don't know if I'd be super, super interested, but I, I'd I'd be intrigued.
1: On to our final section. Does Unreal Tournament two thousand and four deserve its place on the list? Yeah, I think
0: so. I think um, I think I prefer it here over Quake, and again, not because I dislike Quake. I don't want to get cancelled, but I think that um, it holds up a bit better than Quake does, which would, for me, say it should have Quake spot. Now, because these aren't games that I grew up playing, I don't, you know, claim to think that I know everything about them. And there's probably reasons why Quake will be higher, but. For me, I'd say that Unreal Tournament does deserve its place, and if it was you were only allowed one FPS arena on this game, I'd say it would be Unreal. Um, for me personally, what what do you think?
1: Yeah, this this episode surprised me a bit, just because um, sometimes I, I think we're, we're very much in agreement, and we're not always in agreement on, on games on the list, and I think um, I didn't expects us to react so positively before playing Unreal Tournament 2004 um to the game. So I think um it surprised me in that way and I like it and it represents something different on the list which I'm always for and yeah I I, I like the idea of it championing arena shooters. I think maybe it could even be pushed up a bit considering some of the games. Definitely that we've played on this list. Definitely I think so um, too. It's very, very low, um, almost falling off the list. Um, Yeah, a a nice surprise. doesn't mean it's the best game ever, but a pleasant surprise. Agreed. Okay, what have we got coming up on the podcast? Uh,
0: I don't know, to be honest. Is it the one that's very difficult to install that you told me about, or is it the other one?
1: Yes, Okay. Uh,
0: So next next we've got uh, Jet Grind Radio, um, or Jet Set Radio, which originally came out for the Dreamcast, I think, didn't it? Um,
1: originally came out on the Dreamcast It uh, another option for you Just I think you can play it on the PS3 it might be easier to play there but I think it's not a great port
0: I'll have a look um, and I'll, I'll see but yeah we're doing Jet Grind Radio next time um, I've never played it before you, you've, you've played a bit of it and you're quite enjoying it aren't you um, you're um, tolerating it aren't you
1: yes <laughs> I, I like aspects of it and some of it I find annoying Mm. um but yeah uh i I was actually playing a bit of it before we recorded today i I finished work and i thought i had a bit of time and i thought yeah putting a putting about an hour putting a shift so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) putting a shift after a shift but yeah Yeah. it it should be an interesting episode because it's one that we neither of us really have much experience with i I have zero and i don't think you have much do you
1: it's a very unique game Uh, i mean i'll give it that
0: we like unique don't we we do. Excellent. Okay,
1: so next time jet set slash jetgrind radio. Indeed. And uh, what else is going on?
0: Not much really. Sat in a hotel aren't I not much going on, drinking a beer. But uh, <laughs> the, the the usual in your pants. In my pants. Um but the, the the usual uh broadcast we have at the end of this podcast is as always, if you want to get in touch you can get in touch with us via email at the long and short at podcast at hotmail uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And yeah, if you are enjoying the show, please consider sharing, rating us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But that's about all I've got to say. Really, I think this episode is a bit much shorter than anticipated, but I've quite enjoyed this one. Um, anything else from you? Yeah,
1: no, that's it. I think
0: excellent. Well, we shall see you next week for Jet Grind Radio. And in the meantime, cheerio. I'm going to put some trousers on.
1: <laughs> you, you are wow. <laughs> I'm honoured. Um, see you on the next one. See you later. One.